there. It's Rocky again, coming to you with mini-episode number three. Um, yeah. I don't necessarily have too many, or one specific thing that I needed to, like, get off my chest with episode three, but I figured episode three would be a good place to, like, do just, like, a... A little like scramble of things, like you know, just little updates here, some thoughts there. So, um, first things first, I guess, following up on the last minisode, uh, unemployed life. So now it's been a little over two weeks of unemployed life, and uh, I'll tell you, it fucking sucks. Um, yeah, so as much as I had heard how terrible the Florida unemployment system was during pandemic times um i can now confirm past pandemic times still pretty terrible uh in the way that it requires you to do a lot of things before getting approved or before finding out whether you're or not you're approved for unemployment benefits or unemployment insurance or whatever um now you have to access the system within a limited window. I mean, you know, it's from sometime in the morning, I think 7 a.m. to maybe 8 p.m. versus last year that it was open 24 hours a day. Um, now you have a you know limited amount of time with which to get any of these things done. So uh, my trouble has been you sign up, you fill out the preliminary info, that gets submitted... That has to be reviewed and processed. Then it gets approval, but you haven't been approved for unemployment just yet. Then you have to access a separate system. Mind you, thus far, everything that I've had to deal with has terrible UI and terrible UX, um, making it the least intuitive thing ever, really. It's just like a bombardment of garbage on the screen, never really directing you in the right place. Uh, at the at the top, there's a fun banner that's just like, if you're having trouble, click this document for help. Uh, that document wasn't accessible. I had to go and use the Internet Wayback Machine to pull up the most recent copy. Uh, and that was a little bit more helpful. So anyhow, you got to jump through a bunch of hoops you got to create a, a digital resume thing and add all your skills and whatever because like now it's not unemployment insurance it's now reemployment assistance which is one of the worst rebrandings ever because not only does Florida only cover 12 weeks and dear listener I might hear you say only 12 weeks well I did a bunch of research on it, and Florida and Georgia are the two states out of 51 territories, because it counts D.C., that provide unemployment insurance and everywhere, the majority of other places, let's not say everywhere else, that's being hyperbolic, but most other places give you up to maximum 26 weeks. Florida's maximum is 12 weeks. And then at the most you can earn is $275 a week, which I'm sure for some people sounds like a lot. 
Uh, but when considering that the most you can earn in the highest earning state, that being Massachusetts, is like $800 plus a week. Granted, Massachusetts is also a very expensive state to live in, but I digress that like the disparity is pretty huge, all things considered. Whatever, I'm rambling. But that has been my journey with this whole thing. Uh, part of being able to claim your unemployment insurance benefits and being able to get paid essentially is that you have to provide proof that you've been looking for a job. And by that, they require five points of contact per week in order to justify your unemployment insurance. And all of, the, all of this in mass says to me is that the Florida state government is really banking on people just getting very frustrated with the process, abandoning the process, so they don't have to pay out next to nothing, or they rarely have to pay out anything, you know? And even then, it's capped at 12 weeks. So it's not like there's a lot of money being distributed that is potentially allocated for this particular service. All incredibly frustrating. I'm plugging away because what choice do I have? Uh, but on top of that, just to prove a point that I know now from personal experience that this is a goddamn shit show. And it is. And anybody that says otherwise, they can come talk to me about it. Um, but on that note of having to find a way to earn money, you know, in between jobs, uh, I have kind of started to or I launched officially, I guess, a Patreon. Now, obviously, no one is under any sort of obligation to help me out. But over the past year plus, particularly in pandemic times, I mean, this has been a thing that has gone back several years, but I'm one of these people that likes to uh, go about creating a bunch of little personal projects because I think it's fun, right? It's ways of expressing creativity and ways of, I don't know, just generating something, like creating something, not always physical. This podcast, for instance, is one of those things. But one of the reasons I never, or we all never really got to invest too much money into the podcast and into production of the podcast, like we just kind of made do with, you know, what we could afford at the time, because it's not like the podcast currently or at any point previously generates any amount of income or is self-sustaining in any way so with that being the case I figured you know I have something like this going on I have photography stuff that I've been getting into and I would like to create zines and you know make fun tangible art projects um, so the patreon I figured is a way to facilitate that uh, and anybody who's into any of the same things that I'm into or into seeing me do that kind of stuff, by all means, you know, join up the least or the first tier, the bottom tier, I guess. Not no offense to anybody who likes that sort of thing uh, or that likes the, the dislikes that nomenclature. But the first tier is a three dollar tier. So, you know, it's not like I'm, you know, pricing myself with anything uh, outrageous. Uh, I think everything is pretty reasonable and, you know, it's just a matter of any like little bits of money that come in that can help facilitate these things. Like I said, currently 
I've been doing a lot of like film photography for fun, but that costs money. Film costs money. Developing film costs money. And although they're not great costs, I like to turn those into something. Like I said, a zine. And um, that's obviously going to incur more costs. So if I can offset those costs with this, um, that's a thing that I'm trying to do. So for anyone interested, the Patreon address will be in the show notes, but it is patreon.com slash in Rocky vision, uh, which also happens to be my personal Instagram handle. Um, but yeah, so that's where you can find that. I just figured I'd put that out there. I never self promote really on here. Uh, even when I've tried to create merch and stuff for the podcast, I'm really bad about, you know, kind of pushing it out there. So this is a thing I'm trying to do now, a little outside of my comfort zone. So yeah, boom, we've ticked off two updates. Sweet. Uh, third thing that crossed my mind recently is, um, as I'm recording this, yesterday was Juneteenth. Today is Father's Day. And particularly with the Juneteenth matter, right? I follow a lot of black creators and obviously I've seen a lot about it. I tried to kind of share and repost things in order to you know like everything else spread the knowledge right I can't speak for any of the or can't can't speak to any of that because that's not my experience but I can try to amplify you know voices that aren't my own and that are providing vital information uh that I wasn't privy to prior to that so that's what I've been doing with regards to that. But what really has kind of like kind of stuck in my craw a little bit is the fact that, you know, as much as I assume that the notion of turning Juneteenth into a federal holiday has been, you know, great in order to acknowledge and do all these things at the end of the day, it is. And I've seen a lot of, again, black creators pointing this out on various social media. Uh, it is a little fucked that, you know, big corporate entities are going to essentially reap some of the benefits of Juneteenth. And a lot of these big corporate entities are helmed by white dudes. So at the end of the day, a momentous or monumental thing that happened in black history will now serve to benefit white folks. And it's, it's just so obnoxious because it's such a thing that happens all the time, right? And as a person of color, obviously not a black person, but a Hispanic person, it's frustrating to see, right? It's like, how many more advantages does anyone in particular need to have, right? And for non-white people who like to shit on these sorts of things or, you know, assume that it's just someone making a bigger deal than it needs to be out of something, it's like, hey, friend, uh, you've also never gone through slavery, oppression, systemic oppression that continues hundreds and hundreds of years down the line, particularly somebody who lives in Miami who benefits from the fact that the majority of the population looks and sounds like us. So why don't you shut the fuck up and maybe listen a little bit and learn a little bit as opposed to trying to just inject your contrarian point of view into this just because right it i see it way too much it's incredibly frustrating and disheartening to see because 
I'm not the kind of person to really, you know, proclaim myself to be this like giant ally and all these things, right? I'd much rather let my actions speak for themselves and not really wave the flag of being like, ooh, look at me, I'm I'm one of these things, right? I've obviously known plenty of black people, plenty of gay people, plenty of, you know, kind of these ostracized minorities throughout my life. And I even comparatively reap the benefits of being like a straight, I guess, quote unquote, white male, right? Considering that I'm not black and oftentimes, particularly I've noticed on applications as I've been filling out a bunch that like Hispanic and white still go hand in hand, which is kind of weird kind of weird to see i by no means am white passing so it's not like i get that but i'm still like a straight male and that has plenty of advantages in and of itself and by the way anyone who's triggered by hearing me say this uh a kind fuck you to you all right if you don't like it turn the shit off uh so yeah that's just my mini rant on that uh because it's just so much you know everything prior to juneteenth leading up to it the amount of ignorance that exists surrounding it from people who just want to like ostrich themselves from society and advancements of culture it's incredibly off-putting for me to see and for the most part i'll usually will stay quiet about it or i'll talk to like my closer group of friends about it but i have this outlet and since part of the whole mini so thing is to kind of get these thoughts off my mind here you are um, and that kind of wraps that up. I, this is one of the moments where I prefer to have had Chris and Rick in the room to have a conversation about it, even if we all agree, but just to have a back and forth and kind of like expand opinions. But we haven't figured that part out yet. The part about getting back together, recording schedules and all that. So anyone listening is stuck with this at the moment. But, uh, if you're not one of the assholes I called out previously, thanks for sticking around and listening still. Uh, so yeah, there's that quick bullet point and I see we're approaching, well, we've passed 14 minutes, so I'm making our way to 15 minutes. So I'll try to wrap this up quickly. Um, just the last thing that I have here is because again, I haven't been able to get together with Rick and Chris to talk about nerd shit because that is kind of a cornerstone of this podcast still. Um, I wanted to talk about the first two episodes of Loki that have been out. Uh, I mean, in the time since we last recorded, until I started these minisodes, we went through WandaVision and Captain America and the Winter Soldier and haven't been able to really discuss it at all, right? I've just been seeing a lot of the online chatter on it. So I want to tackle it here a little bit. So I say that uh, and then I preface the rest of it uh, with, I'm not somebody who starts reading every theory on the internet and starts to like, pick apart all the episodes and, you know, look for the hidden meanings of this, that, and the third. Uh, I try not to do that too much because I feel like, and as was almost proven by the issue with Star Wars, the most recent trilogy, too much of that leads to people's expectations getting let down because, you know, in their mind, it worked better this way. And so, you know, I'll just... I do like a little bit of light hypothesizing, but I try not to fall into too many internet rabbit holes about like what will happen next. What will happen with our protagonists and supporting cast? Uh, so I'm going to just leave a quick little space here as a spoiler warning for these first two episodes in case anybody listening hasn't seen them. And it'll start 
here so anyone can move forward a few minutes or just just circle back to this part of the podcast all right this is the spoiler warning okay so anyone still listening uh episode one i feel like probably all three series now of the disney plus marvel studios you know properties have been i don't want to say boring because that's not the word but they tend to have a lot of like heavy lifting to do with establishing the world of this series and like what we're going to expect moving forward and i feel like episode one of loki did a very similar thing you know there's a lot of exposition a lot of like figuring out where we are at the moment and you know that's fine as far as that episode went i wasn't mad at it i like that you get a taste of that dynamic between you know mobius owen wilson's mobius and loki and you know you start to get that little like trade-off of like how their characters will interact i think it's fantastic i think owen wilson was like a brilliant casting choice for this i couldn't imagine anybody else playing that role and getting that same kind of performance out of it i mean granted he's just being owen wilson but that works um and then also the other part of it is kind of getting the 2012 loki of the first avengers movie to a place that feels maybe a little bit more similar to avengers infinity war loki before he dies uh you know and not kind of pulling the taffy too much on getting from point a to point b you know, so I feel like episode one did that pretty well and concisely um, where this Loki is less, you know, kind of mustachioed villain twirling his little mustache tips. Uh, and you start to see that he's, the, you know, the new situation kind of starts to resonate with him more. He starts to question things more and you start to wonder as the audience you know, is the TVA all it's cracked up to be? Am I kind of being... I, as Loki being fed, like, a bit of misinformation, maybe. Um, not 100% sure on that, but I'm curious as to where it's gonna go. Uh, I'm not Mr. Yeah, mistrusting of Owen Wilson or of Mobius yet, but some of the hunters and, you know, kind of Judge Renslayer, I'm curious what's gonna end up happening with them. Uh... I don't know about the whole notion of the sacred timeline. It feels a little bit too controlling, a little bit too, I guess, fascistic for my taste. And I mean, something has got to give because you got to imagine that this is also going to bridge the gap between now and multiverse of madness. So some shit's going to go down and it's going to be real interesting. Um, and then as we get to episode two and, you know, more uh, dealings with the variant uh, and the fact that, you know, they have to figure out how the variant's doing all these things and all that. I enjoyed that again, more great interplay between Loki and Mobius. Uh, you start to see them really like work as a team. It feels like they're kind of, uh, you know, seeding out the notion that even Mobius who doesn't seem to be like some of the rest of the TVA 
is starting to maybe not question everything or things just yet, but he might slowly get there. And I kind of like that uh, because he seems like a very earnest and sincere character thus far. So I'm curious as to like where that will lead, uh, especially since he states that, you know, all he kind of knows is the purpose that the TVA has given him. So that's an entrance, an interesting kind of thing that I'm waiting to see develop more. Uh, and then as far as the big reveal of the end of the episode, and it's a female Loki, Lady Loki, or whatever you want to call her. Um, I like that twist. I didn't think we'd get to, you know, female Loki just yet. Uh, interesting that she doesn't look like the female Loki of the comics, even though in the comics that was actually a human body that was meant for Lady Sif. So that's why it looks more like Sif. Uh, but thus far, I'm into it. I even like the banter between you know, Loki, you know, 2012 Loki and the female Loki. I like that. I like that the end of episode two just kind of is like an immediate cliffhanger where he goes into the portal and Mobius and the rest of the hunters are just kind of left in the rocks cart, uh, not knowing what the hell's happening. So I'm very much looking forward to episode three and, you know, obviously the remaining uh, three episodes after episode three, it uh, kind of sucks that all these are only like six episodes. Well, I guess WandaVision was nine episodes, but still it's a very limited number of episodes. But um, I mean, I guess if we have Falcon, well, Captain America and the Winter Soldier to use as a barometer, that did a lot and did a lot of really good stuff with its six episodes. Um, I'm going to imagine that this kind of keeps that same momentum going. So I'm really looking forward to like what is going to happen by the end of it. Uh, it also is really interesting that they've seeded the terms of chaos and madness uh, when speaking about the multiverse or the sacred timeline and just, you know, kind of in general, just kind of drop those very particular words throughout the first two episodes, um, especially since Wanda, by the end of WandaVision, uh, you know, is noted that she harnesses chaos magic now and is also a nexus being and all these other things that are just like obviously you see the the kind of uh everything kind of being like threaded together little by little so i'm curious obviously we know as far as reports go that wanda will be in doctor strange 2 in the uh, the multiverse of madness so i am very much looking forward to what is going to happen like i said between the end of loki and the beginning of doctor strange 2 um as far as the rest of the MCU goes, I'm looking forward to Black Widow, finally, <laughs> considering it's been pushed back so much. And I really love the Shang-Chi trailer, Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi trailer that has uh, been released. I'm definitely going to watch that as well, and I'm pretty hyped for it. I like the styling and the, the kind of the film style of it thus far. So that's going to be dope. And um, I mean... At this point, Marvel can almost do no wrong. It's almost annoying, but it better this than what DC's got going on. Because like, as much as I love DC Comics as a comics publisher, a lot of the time, their film division is just... <sighs> we also never even got to talk about Zack Snyder's Justice League. <sighs> I feel like we're going to go back a lot and talk about that sort of stuff whenever we get back together to record. 
just because you know it generates content um all right we're coming up on 24 minutes so i definitely want to keep this sub 30 i didn't even think i'd get this far in it because i didn't know what i was going to say up until i started recording so yeah with that being said this is the mini episode number three if you have any thoughts to share about anything i talked about in this uh feel free to hit me hit us up on twitter uh at really though pod and uh let us know what you think about anything that i had to say on this recording uh once again i'll circle back and plug the patreon again patreon.com slash in rocky vision uh for anyone who is even considering supporting thank you very much uh it is very much appreciated uh and anyone who's listened this far thank you very much it's very much appreciated so until the next mini episode i have been rocky i will catch you later stay safe thank you for everything and good night <laughs>